0: Welcome to episode 63 of the Whatnots Review Show, where each week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, a TV show, an anime, manga, comic book, an audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by my co-captain, Kyle Springer. Hello, that is me. That's you. Kyle, how are you doing today? I am doing
1: all right. It's an hour earlier for us, so I'm not super excited about that. But But I finished a good book yesterday, so.
0: I I was going to talk about the book you were helping to release today. That's the big news. Oh, yeah, so we're We're recording an hour early because you have to go to a book release event. Yeah, I'm not
1: technically helping, really. I'm just (laughs) showing up in support. My roommate uh, has made a couple of these uh, 101 Pitbull bull. And they're there to help uh pit bull rescue and uh, mm-hmm. adoption stuff and just be like, hey, they're not so bad. Aww. Um but uh yeah, so her second volume is releasing today. Uh and they're ha- having like a release party thing. Uh so I'll I'll have more information on that on our next episode of the Captain's log.
0: Nice! I'll
1: have the website where people can buy it and stuff like that, so. Good. That's what I'm up to today. And Toy Story 4.
0: Yes, yeah, I'm going to that tomorrow. Tonight I'm going to a circus.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> just bought we my about tickets that on uh, yes. the previous a- 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 a episode of The Captain's Log. So you guys can go find that uh at the whatnots.com. By t- time this goes live, it will mm-hmm. already be up.
0: Yes, okay, you can go, go. Find me reporting back on the full adventure of this paranormal-themed cabaret circus in a tent in a mall parking lot that I am going to tonight. And I'm very excited. <laughs> exactly. What are we here to talk about this week, Melissa? It's not a circus, and it doesn't have any dogs in it. It's very different. We're talking about the animated sci-fi film from the year 2000, the most sci-fi of years. This is Titan AE. From, this from was Y2K. Yes, as, as as the kids say. <laughs> now, was Y two K the term for the entire year two thousand, or just the New Year's Eve switchover? I,
1: I mean, I mean, I feel like it, it can go for both. Because Y two K, I believe that is
0: technically true.
1: Yeah, because Y two K is literally like year two thousand. Hmm. So that. Gestures to the whole year, <laughs> that implies I guess so. the whole whole year. year.
0: <laughs> I've never heard anybody refer to like, yeah, I remember when I was in fourth grade. You know that going into it that September back in Y two K. Like it's so event specific. <laughs> we're not here to talk about technological possible disasters that were all averted, and we all still live here today with all our electronics working. Or
1: was it averted? Are we all dead?
0: This is our Jacob's ladder scenario. We don't know. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we may, may never know. Forever in the void.
1: Are we all just a simulation?
0: <laughs> they just beamed the movie Titan A.E. to our subconsciousnesses.
1: Oh God! <laughs> so it's like the 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 YouTube or the, the not yeah YouTube the the U two album on all of the oh, the iPods. Yes. Everybody gets one. You all get Titan A.E. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to death. <laughs> Yeah, so Titan AE, this Mm -hmm. was uh, one that you pitched last week. What inspired you to pitch this one?
0: Uh, I just felt like a sci-fi spaceship kind of movie this week. And this is one that has been sitting on my DVD shelf for years. I saw it when I was a kid. I liked it when I was a kid, but I hadn't watched it again in a long time. Mm -hmm. And it was was due for a rewatch. I wanted to make sure it was just as cool as I remember it being. I had never seen it. Yeah, what I, is it like to watch this movie now for the first time 20 years later? So I I feel like I was confusing or th- or that
1: I often confuse this film with another film, mm. and I don't know what it was. Treasure Planet? No, it's not that. Atlantis? I, I do know that one. I do know Atlantis mm. as well. It's neither of those
0: is it another animated movie?
1: I, I think so. Is it uh, simply called After Earth?
0: Oh, no. After Earth is that movie with Will and Jaden Smith from, like, 2010 or something like that.
1: No, that's not what I'm thinking of then. Yeah, no, that's definitely not what I'm thinking of. I just Googled it. Uh, Huh. Man, it's an M Night. Oh, by M Night mm-hmm. Shyamalan and Gary Whitta. I know Gary mm-hmm. Whitta. He's pretty cool. He wrote Rogue One. Oh. Um. I I, I don't remember what it is. I felt. I felt like there was some, some like some other animated sci-fi movie that came out around this time, and I always conf- confuse it too. But I could it's be Final
0: wrong. Fantasy: The Spirits Within. <laughs> God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um. So yeah, so so yeah, so I
1: this one was it was the first time watching mm-hmm. this. I I didn't really know what it was, but based on what you pitched, I think I picked this because it reminded me of uh, Battlestar Galactica, yes. which I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was neat, just to just just to be like, oh, let's watch something else like Battlestar Galactica. Um, yeah, I I I thought it was okay. I, I I thought it was just kind of middling if that makes sense. I I can see why I understand. If, if I was younger, I think it it would be a fun mm-hmm. movie. But I I know this was also a critical flop for the studio yeah, it was, this was and I, It was
0: I, kind I, of I a fiasco. It's I think it definitely has a lot of really cool memorable things in it. The world it's in feels pretty lush. Mm-hmm. Like I think it feels like this is all the setting of, like, a tabletop role-playing game or something like that. Like, this world feels real. But watching the movie, I could feel a lot of times when I was not paying attention. Like, I could feel myself
1: Checking completely glazing or,
0: yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah, so I... It,
1: it, To me, it feels like a lot of really, really cool things
0: mm-hmm.
1: all, like, mashed together in this one movie. Yeah. But in a way where it's like... Uh, okay I can recognize all of these cool things mm-hmm. but they don't ever really put their twist on it like yes. or their, their own like thumbprint like here's our take on
0: yeah on it's, that.
1: it's missing some weight to it yeah yeah but i I, I still had fun i mean it it's yeah. it's a short <laughs> home there's there's mm-hmm. not much to it um and it's a I, neat I, look
0: I... back at uh a... I was going to say, and you look back at like the beginnings of merging 2D and 3D animation together. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it looks a little stilted, but on the whole, it's still like really interesting just to go back and watch that period in history and what was happening then when now we can do just about anything very seamlessly. It's go back and watch some seams. Remember that they're there. They were there once. Yeah.
1: So when did that come out? Yeah, so I remember this from a long time ago when I was watching Mm -hmm. a bunch of, when I was like first being like, I'm going to discover what other animes are out there. Yeah. Uh, Blue Sub 6. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, is the first animated anything to mix the 2D and computer generated stuff
0: this does sound familiar to me
1: it's a four episode like direct to home video uh stuff based off an old manga i should go back and read that manga um but yeah i i always like remember that as being like i i saw some fun facts somewhere that yeah like that was that was the first instance of it be like the the ships and all of that stuff were were computer animated and stuff but then all the characters were 2D, and this has some of yeah that as well um yeah it, it looks neat i i i do want to say i think the third act of this film is the most competent of like all, like First act is okay. Second act is okay, and then the third act is like, oh, there's actually some good a- action mm-hmm. happening here. It's it, like I think what they were trying to get to is like all actually happening, like right, right, th- right, the right the there. there. Uh, and so, but by, by that third act, I was like, okay, this isn't that bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. And to give you a synopsis, this takes place in the far future where Earth was destroyed by these energy aliens named the Dredge. And there's a boy named Kale, who's, who this is from before that vegetable Such a existed. Hipster name. Yeah. <laughs> he he's sent off Earth. Lots of people were sent off Earth before that pending explosion. And now he's like 19, 20 years old, living in this space colony as like a salvage worker just picking up old pieces of earth trash that were exploded into the galaxy Mm. and there's not a lot of humans left they're just kind of living as refugees among all these space stations and an old colleague of his father's shows up and says your dad was working on something called the titan project you have the key to take us there like, look, you know, that ring your father gave you, it's actually a map. It projects a map into your hand, which is a neat effect. Yeah. Come with me on my spaceship. We're going to go find the Titan Project. Your dad said it could save humanity. Let's go find out what that means. Yeah. I I
1: think it's an interesting – excuse me. I think it's an interesting hook of, of just, like, hey, yeah. you're – like, you – aren't necessarily humanity's last hope but you have the key you literally have it in the palm of your hand
0: yeah it is like coded to your dna because your father coded it to himself yeah
1: um and then there's a bunch of star wars like aliens aliens are cool like that yeah um
0: i don't think i have really anything else to add to yeah i think it's stuff Let's give out some housekeeping highlights, and then we can go on into the, the full discussion.
1: Let's do it. Uh, housekeeping stuff. Uh, we do have other podcasts that you guys can we go do. listen to. Uh, first up, I guess last week on this show, what did we cover last week? Why am I, I, I always Quantum and Woody. Out. Yes. Quantum and Woody, which is a uh, comic by Valiant Comics. We read the Mm -hmm. first two volumes of that is kind of like their version of Power Man and Iron Mm -hmm. Fist. It's this buddy cop superhero adventure. Uh, They are estranged brothers Mm -hmm. and they are they don't really like each other and they become superheroes and they are terrible superheroes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it makes for some misadventure and good, Mm -hmm. good old fashioned fun. Um, so we did that last week. We also have an exclusive patron-only episode of the Whatnots Review Show uh, up for patrons at our $3 tier. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is on Mob Psycho 100 Season 2. Yeah. Back in Episode 47 of this yes. show. Uh, we covered Season 1. That is out publicly. You all can go watch that uh, or listen. Um mm-hmm. And I really like that show, so I wanted to go check in on season two. So if you are a Patreon supporter at uh, the $3 tier, that is where you can get all of our exclusive content. We have some more up there as well. Uh, Last week on the Captain's Log, I guess Mm -hmm. the one that you and I just recorded, Melissa, you mentioned this This circus thing that you're I going teased the to the circus yeah.
0: and then next week I will be able to give a full yeah. recap of the burlesque circus
1: and we talked about our favorite otps i yes. may have learned what that meant uh,
0: yeah we talked about <laughs> ships we talked about robots we talked about all kinds of stuff exactly
1: it's it, it was a good time uh so go ch- check that out as well that was the latest episode of the captain's log Uh, and I, we mentioned it, I believe at the start here that we are going to go see Toy Story, uh, this weekend as well. So we will be doing an episode of the reactor core, uh, on that, uh, pretty soon here. We're still working out final details on, on stuff like that, but be on the lookout for that. And then I guess I want to say that next week, be on the lookout for one, uh, for Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I want to watch that too. So Mm -hmm. should be fun. Good stuff. Yep. Housekeeping is done. Housekeeping complete. Yeah, let's let's get on to uh, spoilers. Mm -hmm. Okay, we are in spoiler territory. Uh, Melissa.
0: Yes. Where do you want to start with this film? I, I want to ask you what were the parts that you liked the most? As a I sci-fi fan, as like kind of a cyberpunk fan, this isn't really cyberpunk but it it's got some sort of a punk aesthetic for sure. I'm not able to nail down exactly which one. There's punk in there somewhere. It's like how would how would I
1: what what's All right. We need to come up with a new word for this genre that I am thinking of right now. Uh mm-hmm. it is so the, the main – let's start with the main character. This is who I'm yes. basing this new genre Okay. Off of. His design, his aesthetic, his yeah a- attitude. He is like the older brother of the Disney Channel home movies – that, that you would see he's like the badass older brother yeah. of like disney home like disney original movies you, you oh know. i
0: get that yes yes like he's got um or like the friend on boy meets world yeah like the cooler friend
1: yeah yeah he has that he has the the haircut <laughs> he does that... almost
0: have like the writer strong hair yeah
1: yeah he has uh what's his name um Bobby from Twin Peaks. What's his last name? Bobby. Bobby Briggs mm. from Twin Peaks.
0: That he... hair every boy had in the 90s. Yeah, he has My that. My older it's, brother it's that, like, that
1: hair. It's like parted down the center <laughs> yes. and it's like to the side, but then they like shave the sides shorter. Yeah. So it's, a, it's like and this like weird the sides almost. sides
0: aren't bleached, so your hair is like two-tone. Yeah,
1: it's, it's. It's it's so stereotypical of like that time period, and then yeah. he has on those like muscle a shirts with the the sleeves cut off, yeah. and he's he got has got a, a tattoo, tattoo or something and stuff, cool. and he's like, "Oh <laughs> man, I'm so badass!"
0: It's me. You, you,
1: you know, and he he just has this like I don't care mm-hmm. attitude, but not really. Like he actually does care but like only about the things that he really likes if yeah that makes sense so it's like like what what would you what what type of punk would you describe that is like disney punk
0: no i was thinking more in terms of the narrative aesthetic of it like it's not cyberpunk You think about Treasure Planet, which I keep comparing this to in my head. These are real contemporary movies to each other in my view. Like, Treasure Planet's a little bit steampunk. A year or two later. Mm -hmm.
1: Treasure Planet. When did that come out? I think Uh, it was like 2002. 2002. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. What I would I mean, it's it's very obviously sci fi, but I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't know if it has a specific subgenre of like,
0: maybe there's not enough of it. Like I like I don't know if I could point at this and say, yeah, it's salvage punk. I've got a friend who's a big sci fi nerd
1: Almost say something
0: like that. Yeah, I can ask her like, what would you categorize this as you know, all of these different denominations? yeah i mean very uh, like i i I guess
1: i'm thinking more in terms of like what type of punk is this is it cyberpunk Mm. is it steampunk is it you know something else but uh, yeah like this is very much the like hey we've lost our planet we're looking for a new one Mm -hmm. type of sci-fi which is yeah yes there is a lot of that out there right Mm -hmm. it does have the like market scenes where they go to this alien planet and there's a bazaar of some kind and there's all these different alien species and
0: yeah and it's really in terms of outer space sci-fi traveling around on spaceships kind of sci-fi you've got dirty and you've got clean yeah star trek is is clean star wars is dirty Dirty. this is really over there on that star wars side
1: yeah i would agree with you on on that, um, I I wanted to t- talk really quickly about 20th Century Fox. Animation. Oh
0: yeah, I was or reading Fox about Animation
1: that studios because uh, not only have have I not seen this film before, but when you were like, oh, it's directed by Don bluth and gary goldman you know them they did all i was like I, well i don't know uh, gary goldman but you i think we all know john bluth even if we don't know that name I, yeah i was like i don't know him by name I, I i i don't know uh but then you named off some some things i had seen it's like oh okay that makes sense he he did mm-hmm. thumbelina and stuff like that um or, or yeah is that right anastasia yeah he did do yeah.
0: thumbelina anastasia Rockadoodle
1: yeah, so I when this movie po- popped up, it said, "Hey, this is Fox Animation Studios," and I was like, "Huh, that's weird. I've never heard of them." And they
0: folded immediately after this movie. Basically,
1: I, I I was looking at the Wikipedia page and I saw the link to Fox Animation Studios, so I looked at this, and it it, it, it was like. Uh, Yeah, and uh, Titan AE was their second and final film. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's why I haven't heard of them. Yeah, and it's not
0: (laughs) necessarily this film's fault. Like, it seems like it was in rough shape to begin with.
1: Like, it's it's
0: funding and staffing was really inconsistent. It did say uh, that
1: this lost 20th Century Fox $100 million. This (laughs) movie in particular.
0: I, I... I feel bad about that, because this movie, it's not a disaster. It's, you know, it's, your mind wanders off, but altogether, you have a fun time. It's pretty cool. Like, I'd still recommend yeah. it for other people to check out if they haven't seen it before. It seems like it'd be a family crowd pleaser back in the year 2000. So I don't know why it didn't do so well. The Wilkinsons went to see it.
1: <laughs> the Springers did not. <laughs> <gasps>
0: Well, there's four Uh, of us and three of you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so they did uh, Adventures of the Book of Virtues, which is a TV series that uh, was out on PBS from 1996. Oh, is it like Warriors of
0: Virtue?
1: It's Adventures from the Book of Virtues is what it's called. That's either
0: Warriors of Virtue or some real biblical stuff. I don't know.
1: Um, Then they did Anastasia. Then they helped on some of the additional final line animation for the Prince of Egypt which is a DreamWorks oh,
0: Prince of Egypt is gorgeous oh, that's
1: a fantastic film um, and then they did uh, Bartok the Magnificence or Barlock?
0: Bartok. Bartok
1: can't see the small text on my computer screen I'm getting old um, and then Titan a- AE was their last one that they did and I think they there was something else they were getting ready to do after this, hmm. and it it never happened. Shut down, blah blah blah. Uh, what blah, blah 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 blah. I don't remember where I read that, so I'm not gonna look too hard. But yeah, I I just I thought that was fascinating how studios can kind of come up and ha- like I- I- Anastasia is a like really really well known. Yeah, it's
0: very well no regarded yet. it's a broadway musical now yeah like that's I, I I would put that
1: if you're around our age that's one of the like quintessential animated yes films that you need
0: I think to watch. so
1: um, and yeah and then to see that that studio folds so fast is yeah. it's just, whoa that's strange disappointing yeah i, I think I, 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 even with the talent on mm-hmm. this film because of co- course don baluth has done a number of good f- films but then the screenplay also has yes. joss we <inaudible> has joss we um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how
0: much okay. he was involved in I this? did read a little bit about this. This script had been floating around for a while, and it was originally supposed to be a live action film. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the writers who did a pass on the script. So was Ben Edlund, creator of The Tick.
1: There you go, yeah.
0: So, like, they worked on the script, and then eventually it got to... 20th Century Fox and they decided to give it to their animation department because like they needed a script like they didn't have anything in the works yeah so like well, you could animate this right
1: and then on top of that it has the voice acting talents of Matt Damon and Drew Barrymore the
0: cast is actually really good yeah
1: like I I, I and and I'm sure there's m- more names in here that other people would recognize but th- those Ron were the two t- 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 yeah yeah, that that one as well. He's not even listed in the s- starring on like just the like. Hey, it has these guys here, um, but yeah, he's in in this film. Like, if you had pitched this to me as a sci-fi film starring Matt Damon and Drew Barrymore about a planet is destroyed and they're on the hunt for a new one, and yeah, like, that sounds awesome. Yes, like I I I don't it, it's it's. Yeah, it's just it's crazy that that happens so often or I, I, I guess I shouldn't say often because I actually don't know how often it is. But mm-hmm. just like that is possible that mm-hmm. it, like a movie like that. I, I mean, I guess we did just watch Serenity <laughs> but like Matthew McC- McConaughey, like how is it like that talent? How is it that bad? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how, like how, how does it fall? How does a whole studio fall just because that's fascinating? And I think
0: also it made it's it funny. like they were having money problems to begin with, so they p- couldn't pay to promote the thing very well. That's huh. always a big deal. Maybe they spent money on toys and nobody bought the toys. Like there could be a lot of factors going into this thing. Maybe some families looked at it and said that looks scary.
1: <laughs> I have no idea, but this is one that I feel like should have been a sure hit.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm amazed it didn't do well at all. Um what?
1: so I I wanted to talk about the kind of bad let's let's talk about the aliens but I wouldn't talk about the bad ones specifically the The dredge dredge. yeah
0: pure energy
1: this was one of the things that I felt like I missed in the film Uh there was a couple things because you mentioned like you could see yourself kind of tuning out here and there there were things that I would I didn't feel like I tuned out but I feel like Mm -hmm. I missed like 20 minutes of the film of just like oh wait how did
0: how yeah. Did we get to this. Yeah. The movie is like, it's a nice 90 minutes, which is good for, you know, a family animated feature, but it does feel a little bit too short. A little bit.
1: Um. Mostly in, in, I, I just, I didn't really understand the motivation of the aliens. Mm hmm. It, like, it, it, it they destroyed the planet but they destroyed it because <sighs> the earthlings found a new energy source is is that like it it's it seemed like the the dredge just kind of appeared and attacked um but then it's it's not so much about like hey this energy source is a threat to a, a, a us or stuff like that they are like Hunting down all the humans and stuff, or it seems that way. Like this mm-hmm. war is con- ha- has continued for like twenty yeah. something years, but the humans are all scattered, so they're like the humans aren't really fighting back
0: per no. se. And I don't, I wouldn't necessarily call it a war. The Dredge are more like these enemies that show up suddenly and just attack you. They're Like, they're not adversaries. They're predators, basically.
1: Like, they're just out there
0: hunting you down in space. Yeah. But
1: it seemed like they were only hunting humans. Like, none of the other Mm. alien species seemed to really care. Except for the ones that were, like, on the ship with them. Cause-
0: well, when they um when the dredge attack that salvage ship that Kale is working on at the beginning of the movie, it is made clear that he is in the minority on that ship. He's probably one yeah. of only a very small handful of humans that work there, but still the dredge went and attacked it. So I think they're just oh they're just out there blowing stuff up. I am looking through the, the uh, Wikipedia synopsis for this movie, which mm-hmm. is fairly detailed and i am not seeing any reasons why the dredge do anything
1: yeah they're just this pure energy pure of, energy yeah and it like it it seemed to me like they showed up to earth when humans found this alternative energy source and mm-hmm. it was like that was never explored of like hey is this energy source a threat to the dredge specifically is this mm-hmm. uh you know is there some ancient thing happening here like oh this is ancient technology this is the resurrection of our god or whoever you, you, you know like there's none of that it's just oh we discovered this new thing and they showed up and was like that's bad destroy all humans you know <laughs> and yeah it, it just it seemed like they were only focused on the humans but the humans weren't really fighting back because they were all scattered and destroyed and like it I was just like huh okay well it's a threat. So, I mean, yeah.
0: Just, you know, what's also weird about the dredge is that we find out midway through the movie that they have hired Corso to bring Kale in like the Titan AE ring to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't seem up to that point in the movie like an intelligent, planning, conniving species.
1: They just seem like this warlike yeah savage just yeah
0: and then the fact that like they also (laughs) hired preed and preed is like there to double cross corso on top of that like i don't know how much they were involved in that additional double cross but i'm like the dredge don't seem that like they put that much thought into things because earlier Mm -hmm. it looked like they were just going around blowing stuff up
1: yeah that's that's kind of what i got to um but yeah, I mean, and then in, in, in the end, they're more of an obstacle rather than yeah. the th- the threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the the, like they're, the main bad guy is more of uh, what was his name? You just
0: oh well, there's Corso's the human, and then Preed yeah. is the the alien guy.
1: Captain Joseph Corso.
0: Mm-hmm. And Captain the treasure the also so like vague and faceless; like none of them have a name. I couldn't probably tell one apart from another very well. Like, their designs are so, like, complicated and flowy. Like, there's not anything you can really focus on. They don't have a clearly defined face so much. Like, they're just sort of ephemeral energy waves. They're and meant that's meant to your be enemy. A
1: force rather than, yeah. like, hey, you recognize this one character of the... D- it's d- not d- like, oh,
0: that's d-dredge. the king of the dredge. Yeah, like, they are all force beings
1: yeah um so that that was a little bit confusing for me i i also wanted to mention that i don't think besides the dredge i don't think i ever saw more than one of a different species of alien every single alien looked different in in this film like you, you've you, got
0: a point yeah
1: there was the turtle looking dude there's the guy with like the spider legs there's the bat looking one there was the chef who was more of an insect mm-hmm. looking thing and then there was the one that just kind of laughed and spoke slowly the big like slug look I guess mm-hmm. not a slug but yeah 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 like Those were all the main ones you saw, but even in the background, I don't remember seeing, oh, there's another turtle
0: guy, or, oh, there's another, like, I... And it might have been there, and we just didn't notice, but yeah, they never call attention to other cultures so much. Well... Or, like, other, well, no, other groupings, other communities. Yeah. Like, Kale is obviously in the ship... You know, he is in the minority here, and there's other aliens around, and the aliens eat weird bug food, and he's like, I cannot get a single piece of normal human food here. Like, there, there's no point in making it for just me. What what are these aliens you live amongst? Like, how – is it a bunch of one kind of alien? Is it a lot of different aliens? Like, what's their culture like? Did they live somewhere that was attacked by the dredge? Have they also lost their home planet, but more of them got out and live in the same place together now? Yeah, I'd k- kind of like to
1: see the backstory of some of the a- aliens on the mm-hmm. ship, but it struck me as odd that I didn't see, like, ch- two or three of the turtle people or stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, in in Star Wars, you do see a bunch of different types yeah. of a- a- aliens. You don't, you don't see one walk through an entire
0: village, yeah. Yeah, you see
1: multiples, or if you don't see... Multiples in that w- in a, in a specific film, there will be in another yes. film, right? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, uh, which I guess this only has this one film, but it like mm-hmm. that struck me as odd. It's like it it felt like there was almost too much. Yes, like I would have preferred maybe one of the other characters to just be. Oh, there's two of these bat looking characters Mm. on the ship and no turtle people i felt like Mm -hmm. that would have maybe made it easier for me to not keep track of because they all do look really Mm -hmm. distinct but it just yeah like it it felt it 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 felt like one of those things of like well why do they all have to be different yeah it's a weird question to ask
0: yeah it's it's Cool to look at all these different designs, but it is kind of narratively inefficient. It's a little
1: too much, yeah. Yes. So, that was a w- w- weird thing for me. Did you have a favorite one?
0: Of the aliens? Yes. uh Like, in terms of, like, the actual character or just the way they looked? Both? Oh. I really do like the other aliens on their ship. I think that's one of the strong points of this film and something I always wanted more of was mm-hmm. just the cast of that spaceship. Yeah. I wanted more of all of them interacting with each other because there's, like, six of them. I don't know if you get all six in one scene together at any point. Maybe and even and when... if you do it, and it might be on like, an action scene where everybody's just, like, yelling commands or th- something like that. I think like there's that.
1: five of them, or at least four or five of them, when uh, Kale... Breaks out of the ship and gets better. The breaks out of the dread mm-hmm. ship and finally gets back to uh, the Valkyrie. I think is what their, their yeah, ship's that's name was spaceship's called. name. Um, cause what's her name? The woman played by Drew Barrymore. Akima. Uh, a, Akima. Yeah, she she comes running down the stairs and they have that weird m- moment yeah. of like. Oh, they, they've they've actually come to like each other, even though they've never had a conversation together, at least on film. You
0: know. Oh, <laughs> she, she she had to she had to fix him after he got all injured. She's seen him naked, so I guess that's a bond. Yeah, I, I, I mean,
1: like it, it's just one of those things of of like, oh, okay, they're trying to do a, a romance thing here. I'm sure, but let's okay.
0: The romance, I will say this about it, it avoids feeling like kind of perfunctory, kind of like, "Eh, the story has to have a romance in it, so here we go. Because both of them are so isolated. They are part of a dying species, more or less. Yeah. And it's and who knows how many other humans they've seen, other humans their age, other humans they're attracted to. Like, it's got the fact that they are really possibly the only other person in the universe for each other. In the universe. They've got... (laughs) Like, they're they're kind of made for each other like that. Not in some super romantic way, just in, like, a practical way. Like, okay, if I ever wanted to settle down, it would have to be you. And, it's, and also with, we're bringing Earth back to life. We gotta repopulate Earth. Like, it's got this sense of co- it, urgency and purpose to it. Does yeah, this make sense?
1: Like, I, it, it makes sense, and I I agree with it 100%. But you also mentioned, like, it's not really a part of this m- movie. Like, the m- movie avoided t- talking about all yeah, that Yeah, it stuff.
0: is not yeah it is not romantic and they don't really talk about okay well how many humans are left on earth do we need to make more humans for earth like that's just something me as an adult can see that's not a a talking point of the film
1: and so i i like it was weird to me to see those like one or two moments where they Mm. like they touch and they're happy to see each other uh, other, and and then they'd not focus on it's like why why even show me that at all then if it's like you could literally done that scene differently like just Mm -hmm. like where she's you know comes down halfway on the stairs or something like that or stays up there in that little balcony thing and i think the film would have been the exact same like yeah like it's just it's it's like it's one of those things where It's like the the hokey pokey, you know? You put your right foot in. uh, And it's just like, wait, are you you, you, going to dive in? No? Yes? No? 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 (laughs) Oh, like They just
0: keep like dipping their toe in and then taking it out. And it's never like, okay, you put your right foot in. The right foot stays in. The right foot is committed. Yeah. (laughs) And
1: then then, then the left foot. Okay, I see where this is going. No, it's just like there's this one moment. And it's just like. Like, and it wouldn't have been that bad if they continued down that thread. But, yeah, it was just not talked about.
0: Yeah, they don't do much with it. That's what I wanted more of from the entire film was the character interactions. Because what little bits we get are really great. Yeah. And, like, I think that's where you can tell Joss Whedon worked on the script. And this would have been years before Firefly. Mm Mm-hmm like this is kind of the proto
1: when was he making Buffy was this
0: around Uh, the same time Buffy was mid 90s sometime I don't know much about Buffy and then Firefly was 2002 to 2003 maybe if it even went over the winter break
1: okay so this must have been like right at the end of Buffy right before he was working on Firefly then
0: But then, if the script was passed around before it got to the studio, like who knows how long ago he had worked on the script. Yeah. He also worked on Atlantis. Both movies. Yeah, both movies with great ensemble casts. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted more of. I wanted like everybody sitting down to like the dinner table or like just those moments of. All right, we're traveling through space. We are going as fast as we can. We are also still just waiting. We are just all sitting around in this cramped metal box waiting. What do we do?
1: Definitely. Uh, I wanted to also talk about the animation itself. Yeah. This was an interesting one. We already kind of mentioned the uh cgi stuff that was mixed in there but the thing that actually stuck out to me was the camera work yes done in in this it it, the animation in this had a weird quality to it i felt like Mm -hmm. it was maybe too not 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 too fluid but it it seemed slow in places that it shouldn't have been but those yes. those moments where it was slower it was it seemed more flu not not so- something that you would see in a typical animation it seemed like they had reference vi- video of the actors actually doing that yeah, stuff like it and might have been drawing on top of it
0: yeah it might have been rotoscoped or so, not maybe not exactly rotoscope but something yes where you are using live action models and i know that's something he did for anastasia that's why some of the animation in anastasia kind of has that same odd quality to it where it is both fluid and stilted and fast and slow
1: yeah, it it it, it, ha- it has a very like I don't want to say displacing quality, but yeah, like I'm it 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 just it's, seems it's, uh, odd.
0: It it's something that sticks out to you. Yeah. If you have seen rotoscoping or something similar to it, I think the actual term rotoscoping might be quite archaic and none of the movies we're talking about actually used that technology. But that very close life modeling—it sticks with you. It is kind of odd looking. It sticks like, I out. I don't but think I would mind I kinda, it. Yeah, I, it sticks out in a way I kind of like.
1: I, I I don't think I would mind it if the entire film was entirely mm. that. But yeah. it it would happen in certain moments, like in certain action scenes, and the mm. camera would pan around things and yeah, and uh, like it it. It made it have this neat cinematic quality, mm-hmm. but at the like c- cost of oh, okay, that animation is a little bit different. Yeah, Um and I noticed on some of and some of the scenes when that was happening, one of the c- c- costs of of that was it like the animation itself seemed to slide around the frame yeah, like yeah. instead of having someone walk and they just take steps it seems like they were sliding with each step mhm if that makes makes sense it's like oh that your your foot is planted it shouldn't be sliding <laughs> you know mhm um, and it was just like it was just very minor but enough where i was just like something's something's off here
0: yeah i understand that
1: so but that being said, I think that style is neat. Um, it's
0: it's really a delight to look at. I love all the character designs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I'm thinking back to when we watched Kids on the Slope.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
1: a an episode in that anime where they're yes. having a a concert yes uh, or like a, a talent show mm-hmm. and uh, stuff goes wrong and so uh, the two main characters kind of do this imp- this improvised set, set to uh, to kind of keep p- people like mm-hmm. hey don't don't panic don't go a- a- anywhere but it happens to be this really magical moment where people are like you have to hear this thing. They go to yeah. other c- classrooms and be like, "Guys, you need to c- to come watch this." And they they do a similar technique to that. I think there it it's or it's it's at least reminding me of that where when you saw the kids like running down the hall to go get more people, it seemed like they were taking video reference there. It was mm-hmm. a much smoother yes. a- a- animation style and it worked fantastically for that scene, Um, which most of the rest of that show, you don't get mm-hmm. that. Uh, but in that one I- instance, I think it worked really well. Yeah. And I think with this, it had it, Throughout the entire thing, mm-hmm. but not to a point where it's like, oh, the whole thing is in this, which I guess yeah. is my, like, I want it, like, all or nothing.
0: <laughs> I understand that, yes.
1: Or or, or or, just one moment, like, one special scene. mm mm-hmm. Who knows?
0: Mm. That's just me. What did you think about the settings of this movie because I think that is another strength it has like the alien landscapes they go to are really pretty like there's that planet with the big kind of gas balls that are bundled up like it's like a bunch of balloons or yes. something And that's like the trees of this landscape there's the part with the wake angels which are these sort of outer space like manta rays that just sort of fly around past spaceships it's mm-hmm. all gorgeous
1: yeah, it's some really imagine- imaginative stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Yeah, I think my favorite was the, I I, I guess they're, what, what did they say were in those bubbles? Like hydrogen o- or something yeah, like it that. Would, it's some gas it was, where it's like,
0: if you nick it, like it, everything's going to light on fire.
1: Um, I will say. I liked that one. I thought that one was fun.
0: This movie had like three sequences of we have to navigate this tricky terrain we Which have to overcome this natural sci-fi obstacle. like yeah but there's like 3 of them and i'd rather there be like one big one like one big making the castle run sequence instead of yeah. a lot of smaller ones
1: yeah it
0: i i feel
1: like maybe it could have been the one that is in that planet that we were yeah. just talking about with the big old hydrogen tree bubble things Mm -hmm. and then at the end when they're on the ice planet and they are being pursued um by what was his name again it was corso when they're being pursued by corso um yeah i I, like i feel like they could have handled that differently whether it was they landed on a certain ice formation and had a chase scene on the mm-hmm. ice instead, or something. Who knows?
0: I think I liked more. I liked seeing the terrain, but the actual narrative of now we have to navigate and chase across this terrain is not as interesting to me beyond the visuals we get. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to see a little bit more of on planet stuff. Yeah. Like I think one of the best sequences in the film is when they're um they've got Akima like captured. Like the Dredge captured her and then tried Mm -hmm. to sell her off as a slave or something. And then it's Corso and Preed and Stith. Stith is, I loved her design with her like three knees and those giant legs like
1: spider looking legs yeah
0: she lo- or like a kangaroo almost she's like a yeah. giant kangaroo like that's a design i've remembered really specifically since i was 10 years old that's a good one where like she has to pretend like uh yes i am also here or, to, to buy another slave yes and like they are trying to like convince these guards like please let us in early to take a a look at your finest stock before it goes out on the wider market because they're like we have to get akima back and like they've got these disguises and like they've got you know corsos down like you know bent over in a robe like he's pretending to be like a, a servant they already have and the guard is like if you say you're from this planet, that is not how people of that planet negotiate. You would have threatened me before you ever tried to strike a bargain with me. And your yeah. costumes are wrong. And, like, he, he sees through everything. And they have to just punch their way out. And they're like, <laughs> the guard was that smart? We didn't plan for that.
1: <laughs> Which is, that, I, I I think that is one of the best scenes yes. in, in the film. Just because, yeah, that is the, like, sci-fi trope of, oh, we need to go to yeah. some black market thing and get past the guard yes. or sneak, you know, sneak past somehow. And it, it usually doesn't go as planned, but usually they 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 can at least somehow sneak past mm. or use a disguise, you know. And this, it's just, nope, we're gonna flip that on its head. The guard is real smart. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: like that. Yeah. That, I also, that was a good scene. I think my favorite character might be Preed because he's so slimy and a really fun way to watch. And he's voiced by Nathan Lane. And I've never heard Nathan Lane do a performance quite like this. Like the casting is really interesting. That he's going to play this like tall sort of slimy kind of suave. And he's got this sort of slow toned down kind of reigned oh. in distinguished voice like this but he's doing very slimy things and
1: i i don't recognize his name so i looked him they up he is lane he's timon from the yes Lion King. yes kyle and stewart or he's in stewart little as snowbell you named stewart little before well it said i was
0: gonna name the birdcage
1: it says uh, his voice work in- includes the Lion King okay. as T- Timon and Stuart Little. And then it says as Snowbell, but I-, I just read that first part. and I was like, oh, he's Stuart Little. No. <laughs> 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 he has recurring roles on Modern Family. Nice. People versus O.J. Simpson. Huh. Yeah. Big step up from T- Timon and Snowbell. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the cast is good. I, this is the second time recently. Earlier this year, we watched Green Lantern, the animated series. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the episode with Sinestro. And I'm like, what a great voice performance. Who is this? It's Ron Ma- Perlman. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in, and in plays this. plays Kale's dad, who we see briefly at the beginning of the movie. He's from a man with such a distinctive face i think that overrides his voice sticking in my head because every time i hear him i forget it is him i'm like i can't tell who this is oh wait that's ron perlman he's
1: hell boy it's to me a,
0: it's always a very pleasant surprise whenever i hear him in something because i can't i can never pinpoint that it is him <laughs> i'm just like i like whoever this actor is <laughs> that guy's got some acting chops we should hire him. <laughs> that dad is also really handsome. I know in the cartoon pantheon of handsome dads that die too early in the movie, everybody <laughs> talks about Tarzan's dad. Sure. We need to talk more about this handsome scientist dad from Titan AE.
1: Yeah. Well, let me see if I can find a picture. What was his character's name?
0: I don't know. Dad. Uh, Mr. Turner.
1: Professor Sam Tucker. That's Let's it. Not Google not Turner. It. Um, uh, Professor Sam Tucker, Titan AE. See if we can get some images up. Here we go.
0: Handsome, sh- right? He's got that little mustache.
1: Let's show the good people. Yeah, he looks like, uh, like, yeah, like 1920s, 1930s yeah, he looks scientist, like he came, adventurer.
0: Like he came right out of the Rocketeer.
1: Yeah. There you go, good old Sam Tucker,
0: <laughs> memorable character <laughs> Sam Tucker. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um, I had something else that I wanted to talk about. Now I don't uh, remember. I want
0: to ask you. You said ask the initial, me. the initial premise reminded you a lot of Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Oh, which I, I believe I what I wanted to talk is about. the gold standard for humans out in space trying to find a place to live. Yeah. It makes sense? <laughs> I imagine this does not come close to that. But how did you find this as a sci-fi story of uh a people in search of a home? Uh
1: I I don't know if it's a great example. Mhm. Because it's not really a people in search of a home. Yeah, it's like, like you really three... don't see many other it's... humans. It's until three different humans. Yeah, yeah and, un- un- until then they that one them. scene where he, like, looks out and there's, like, a whole planet of them. It's like, well, where did they all come from? Like, yeah, we haven't seen, seen
0: them. Yeah, to, like, the kids with the soccer ball. Yeah,
1: like, and, I... and that is the inter- interaction to the people that are on that ship or mm-hmm. planet, whatever they're, they're on there. But you don't see the masses. You don't mm-hmm. see, like hey this actually is a problem like I I, I I i was wondering like why at this point are they still looking for a planet like it's been 20 something years now they've all gone their separate ways they're working on different planets they have j- jobs like they're not all in one centralized location it seemed mm-hmm. like maybe i'm wrong but uh, To me, watching it, that's what it seemed like since we just got this. There's a human over here. Yeah. One over there. And they happen to work on the same ship and that's it.
0: You'd think that if humanity had undergone such a terrible disaster as Earth being blown up, that we would be a little bit more unified that well, humans would know what other humans were doing. That they wouldn't be as scattered to the winds. That they would be more like, "This is for the time being our Earth human settlement. Here we live and bond together."
1: Yeah, like I, I, I feel like that's what we would want to do. But it looked like they were getting in ships left and right, and just, just get. Yeah. Out of here as Scattered much as you to can. the winds. Yeah, which made it seem like hey there was not let's meet on Mars. You yeah, know, like, like there, there wasn't a
0: plan for sure, but I you figured somebody would have been like okay, uh I've appointed myself it's like the person who volunteers to put together the high school reunion. It's like, no, hi, I'm an Earth alumni, and I'm here to collect everybody else from Earth. Like, I know we didn't have a plan. Let's make one now. Can we all get together? Just talk, yeah. you know, reminisce about Earth stuff.
1: Yeah. And so, so yeah, like, I, I guess in terms of that, I don't feel like it, it. it almost seems like, why are you even searching or looking for a mm-hmm. planet when it seems like, People have moved on, yeah. Um, so I I thought that was strange. That was one of the things I was just like, huh, that's, that seems weird to me. The next mm-hmm. thing that I thought was weird, which is which kind of piggybacks off of that, uh, when the, so that we we haven't really talked about the Titan p- project itself mm-hmm. and what that was. When they find it, it's this big spaceship-like thing that basically yes. has a codex of all of like the DNA of every de- type. It's basically Noah's Ark
0: yeah.
1: it seems like. So they can repopulate the Earth and they can have mm-hmm. rabbits again and they can have steak. <laughs> and the, you, you, you know, like they don't have to
0: These are our priorities. One, Earth. Two, rabbits. Three, steak. steak.
1: <laughs> but, but yeah, like they, they have all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. that's also a thing that kind of baffles me, like, t- to find another planet that has the same, like, chemical, comp- like, atmospheric composition that all of that life can survive mm-hmm. on there is, I feel like, almost impossible, yeah. unless this thing is a terraformer, as it well. It could be. It c- 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 could be, and that, I so... What, what is that new planet? Because it, it is not one that they found. It is this thing that just k- kind of like got it. It looked like it was like the exploded Earth, earth I think rewinded, it's something... it, like back into itself.
0: I don't know. This is a a narrative ingredient in the movie Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. And I could tell what was going on was not as good as Wrath of Khan. So, like, I'm not even going to pay attention.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just this weird thing of, like, when they hit the button to activate Titan, A-E, or Mm -hmm. whatever this thing is. All of a sudden, these, like, disparate pieces around, I, I, I guess, around titan I, I i'm wondering if it's putting out a gravity field and all of these things are getting sucked in to mm-hmm. form this like con- conglomerate p- planet and that's how but like all of a sudden there's grass and there's oceans and it's like how what how does this even happen
0: like that uh, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, know. <laughs> i do remember being 10 years old and thinking it was an absolute riot that he's like, I think I'm going to name the new planet Bob. Bob.
1: <laughs>
0: Kyle, what would you name a planet?
1: If I were to name a planet, uh, let's see. I don't know. I I, I feel like a good naming convention is after like, mythological characters and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so I feel like if you have to go with characters that are more like modern or art like what are our mythological stuff it would have to be superhero (laughs) names
0: I like that
1: like on planet Hal Jordan you.
0: (laughs) oh you're naming them after the civilian names you're not
1: I don't know I mean, I, Green Lantern would be a weird name for a planet. Or Batman.
0: Planet, ba- <laughs> planet Batman. You know, we're going to name them after our culture's most important mythical heroes. Welcome to planet Shrek. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Welcome to be- planet Donkey. <laughs> 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 it's it's Shrek it. and it's moon. <laughs> it's constantly orbiting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, I've heard that if you go out to the moon, they've got restaurants there that make the best waffles. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. I
0: named the planet after my high school astronomy teacher, who was a rad woman who loved space, and her name was Maria.
1: There you go. Planet Maria.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, like, it,
1: it has to be, I feel like something like that. Or, I mean, that's not me not being serious but at the same time like I like the idea of using some kind of like mythological naming convention yeah like here's planet Clark and here's planet Bruce and here's planet Diana (laughs) you know
0: Diana aren't bad planet names I don't know about Bruce
1: (laughs) hey it's a step up from Bob
0: (laughs) (laughs) I gotta give you that
1: (laughs) but like yeah I mean there, there has to be something out there that I think would be a better fit. But I don't know, man. That's a tough one.
0: I give it to you for not, like, naming the planet after yourself. Like, welcome to New Springer Town. No.
1: <laughs> That'd be a lame name. <laughs> <laughs> no no one wants to live l- 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 in New Springer Town. <laughs>
0: Um, Kyle, after watching this film I'm wondering what are your closing thoughts? Do you have anything left to say? And do you have anything to recommend to our audience if they liked this? Or if they were intrigued by parts of it and they'd like to see something else like that? So I I feel like at at the start, I mean
1: generally speaking I feel like I'm kind of down on the film. I don't think it's all that great. But Mm -hmm. I think if you want a sci-fi film that has a lot of the trappings that uh, a lot better sci-fi has, I think this could be a good introduction to younger kids of being yes. like, hey, here's here's a sci-fi film that has uh, a bunch of different a- 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 a alien species and mm-hmm. tropes and it has the Battlestar Galactica plot line and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. So they might not be old enough for star wars or star trek or Battlestar galactica it's health i mean i guess star wars now they can do especially since they have all the c-
0: cartoons mm-hmm. and comics I and remember stuff like watching that but star trek is a very little kid like, my earliest I... memory is putting a headband over my eyes saying look dad i'm the guy from star trek
1: <laughs> see i i see star t- i so i am not a star trek hmm fan i've only ever seen the first of the more modern films and i didn't Mm -hmm. like it
0: the
1: (gasps) jj abrams Mm -hmm. one i thought it was bad um and so i i did that that is literally the only star trek thing that i have ever so
0: much more track out there Um,
1: and yeah but it it is also the thing like one of those things that's on my list of like i feel like i would really like this but i also want to just deep dive into this stuff of like i'm gonna start with square one episode one of like the original and i know that's not the like not not necessarily the best way to get into all of that stuff but that's just like that's me that's who 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 i am like if (laughs) if i'm gonna get in into something i'm gonna go headfirst all the way
0: you don't want to start with what might be the best introduction you want to start with just the chronological first thing they ever made
1: yeah, so that oh, when okay. when that okay. when that when that re- really good one comes around, I will have that emotional connection to it. Like,
0: oh I see why like I see why this is so good. Oh, you know? I can I can understand that, not jumping straight to Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because then I'll be like, I don't understand who these characters are. I don't really care about them or anything like that. And what's an the thing he's yeah. doing with his hand? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah, like I, I feel like this would be a good
0: introduction. I think so. I of that stuff. Watching Um. this movie again, I definitely, I can see why I thought this was so cool at 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Why there's little parts of this movie I really Mm -hmm. remembered like two decades later. Why I bought this DVD whenever I bought it. But also why I've not picked up this DVD in several years. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's got a lot of really great things in it. But yeah, I don't know if it really comes together into an entire whole package that's like, yes, what a movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, what would you recommend to people that like Treasure Planet? That is a good one. Yeah.
0: Like last week, I almost pitched Treasure Planet. I'm like, OK, animated spaceship movie. And I've got feel like, like, like that. That movies. film
1: is highly underrated. I
0: love Treasure Planet. I've one. got a big movie poster of Treasure Planet in my living room. Nice. Yeah, because my brother's like, oh, I know you love Disney stuff. I want to get you a big movie poster for your favorite Disney movie. They don't have one for Hunchback and Notre Dame. Here's Treasure Planet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would still find that acceptable.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's a gorgeous poster. Real fun movie. That's another one I have not revisited in several years. And I think it's also due For a revisit, and I may find it more positively than I did Titan AE. Also, another Disney film, as mentioned previously, Atlantis. Yep. That's a good one, too. Just ragtag bunch of adventurers just having to come together. That one's more like an Indiana
1: Jones film. Yeah. Like a sci-fi. It it is sci-fi, but it feels more like an Indiana Jones film than like an outer space adventure
0: yeah yeah it's still good it's it's down in the depths of the earth it ain't spacey at all um and firefly like watching this just reminded me man nobody does it better than firefly if you want any group of people in space that's the defining one
1: uh i would also recommend the star wars cartoon star wars the clone wars and star wars rebels
0: rebels was good
1: um I love those shows to death and I think mm-hmm. those are some of the best Star Wars out there that you I, can yeah. find. Um it's phenomenal. The Clone Wars you c- kind of have to get past that first season or so and then it starts mm-hmm. really picking up. Um but the first season is still still good for mm-hmm. what it is, but it's c- kind of like problem of the week and then and and then once it gets past that then then it's this big overarching story and all that stuff and it's fantastic but I would I would recommend that because yeah it's out in space there's all kinds of adventure uh, there's a bunch of different alien species you do get the interaction between the crew of the ships and stuff like that you know there's Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and Mm -hmm. R2-D2 and all of that stuff so good 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 Star Wars stuff good uh, kid and family friendly adventure type of stuff I think I would recommend that yeah that'd be a good good pick uh Melissa yes it is my turn to do the pitches for this week i kind of gave you a hint
0: you told me it is all robots it is all giant robots giant specifically
1: Mechs. uh in honor of neon genesis evangelion coming to netflix uh for the first t- time or just being available to stream for the first t- time in a long time uh i w- i got inspired and i was like i'm gonna do some giant robot stuff because mm-hmm. i like giant robots um So, yeah, pitch number one is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay. Um, It's, I believe, 24 episodes long. Uh, It is now on Netflix with the caveat that it is a brand new sub and Mm -hmm. dub of the show. It is not the original. Uh, It's a brand new voice cast and stuff like that. And so I know a lot of the fans aren't liking that, Mm -hmm. Uh, that all of this stuff – Happened and they change certain things and stuff like that um that being said i haven't seen the show in a long time it's Mm -hmm. i it's i know it's up there in one of my favorites but i know it's also i i i've only watched it once and so i i know i don't understand it completely and stuff like that so i think it'd be fun to revisit um and since I don't really remember all that much from mm-hmm. the original script, I, I don't know how much I'd be like, well, here's what they changed and why it's important that they yeah. should have done it. Just like Let's just watch it for what, what it is and mm-hmm. see what is on there. So that's pitch number one. Mm-hmm. Pitch number two is another favorite giant robot of mine, Mobile Suit Gundam. Yep uh there are a series of three m- m- movies that condense the original series uh in into yeah these three films uh the original series i believe was like 40 something e- episodes uh but this is just three films that that re- retell the whole that whole story
0: mm-hmm. what are these um, called
1: uh it's basically just mobile suit Gundam one two and three When were these made? They they do have actual titles of them. Let me see if I can find them. Mobile suit Gundam. So the the original show premiered in 1979. Um, let's see. Movie trilogy. Let's see if I can find that. On Wikipedia, don't fail me now. There is the names of these Ooh, compilation movies. Following the success of Mobile Suit Gundam TV series in 1981, Tomino reworked the f- re- reworked the footage into three separate compilation movies. The first two movies, Mobile Suit Gundam and Mobile Suit g- 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 Gundam Soldiers of Sorrow were mm-hmm. released in 1981. The third film, Mobile Suit Gundam Encounters in Space, was released in 1982. So these are some old anime films, some old-ass anime films. Uh, but I really love Mobile Suit Gundam. I really love the original timeline. There there are a lot of Gundam shows out there and not all of them take place in in the same timeline. Some it's just hey, there's just this one sh- show mm-hmm. you can watch this whole show. Uh, but the original timeline is the most fleshed out. It has the most series in that one timeline, and I think it's the best one. Um, so I I w- 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 wanted to introduce that to to you somehow because I know you haven't watched this, and I think these I... films might be a good way.
0: I know this is something very important to you. I know it's something important to the anime culture at large. I think I saw Endless Waltz once.
1: Probably. It was on Toonami when we were yeah. younger. Gundam Wing and Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pitch number two. The movie trilogy of Mobile Suit Gundam. Mm-hmm. Uh, pitch number three... Is some comics, uh huh, and it's American giant r- robots by the name of Transformers. Oh, is this truly American? I I don't know. I feel <laughs> like it is. Um, it, it's more I thought Transformers had Japanese
0: suit. origins. I Am I wrong?
1: I uh, you could be right. I don't know. Uh, but I wanted to read Transformers: The Wreckers Saga. This, I was asking around on a Discord server that I am on if people had read some of the more recent Transformers comics because I've heard they were really, really good. Um, And I asked, like, where should I start if I know nothing? What about standalone stories? This is a standalone story. It's, it's like, I think, I would say, like, two and a half volumes. It's, like, two volumes, and then there's, like, a one-shot standalone uh, addendum I I think is maybe the best word for it Uh, but it is basically the Transformers version of the Suicide Squad oh yeah if you join the Wreckers basically you're gonna be going on a mission where you don't come back so this probably isn't the characters that we know of like Optimus and Megatron and stuff like that you might hear references to stuff like that but it is, yeah. It is a side story. It is something that uh, that I, I feel like a lot of people could get in into of being mm-hmm. this like, hey, it's like you know the c- c- concept. It's these robots yeah. that can transform, but here's a brand new story that you don't really need to know anything or or at least much.
0: Hey, lay those out. dates on me again. What is the title of the series and how many volumes is it? Transformers, the Wreckers saga. Okay. Uh, the first, it,
1: it's, let me see here.
0: Uh, yeah, how many volumes do you want to do?
1: Transformers, the Wreckers. It's, it's all one com- 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 complete.
0: Oh, okay. Thing. Oh, nice. But
1: it is made up of basically two volumes and this, like, extra thing. Let me see if I can google it because the first one first volume i know is on comixology unlimited i don't think the second and third one are available on comixology unlimited uh so i'm on the trans the the transformers wiki thing and it says published by idw publishing uh it collects all of the previously published stories about the fan favorite team of bad bots the wreckers first in last stand of the wreckers uh, blah 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 they're sent to garris 9 to investigate a prison that fell to the decepticons with no communication in or out since five years after the sins of the wreckers is is volume 2 hmm. um Wow!
0: Transformers can sin.
1: Yeah, (laughs) robots can sin. Deep. Wow, stuff.
0: This is a lot to think about.
1: Yeah, so it it collects transformers, The Last Stand of the Wreckers transformers sins of the wreckers and transformers requiem of the wreckers one shot so it's 11 is it spelled issues in total
0: requiem with a w or is it spelled no. the way we know it's okay. spelled the way we know Dang. <laughs>
1: um so you we can at least get started Reading it on Comixology Unlimited, the five-issue series Transformers Last Stand of the Wreckers is on Comixology Unlimited. However, we will have to get the rest of it elsewhere. Okay. So, there you go. Pitch number one was Neon Genesis Evangelion. Pitch number two was Mobile Suit Gundam. The Mobis, uh, the one, one through three. The, yeah. Uh, and then pitch number three is
0: Transformers The Wreckers Saga i do have to go with transformers okay evangelion seems too overwhelming to compress into an entire week like i just break (laughs) my brain if i'm gonna watch any gundam i want to revisit the gundam i remember my friends liking when we were 10 years old Mm -hmm. i'm sorry old gundam i just want to see those you know the the boy band the boy band era of gundam (laughs) gundam wing that one I am intrigued That's by this Transformers thing, story. Like, of course, I know the concept. I think I saw the first Michael Bay movie once or twice. I am interested to really dive into a Transformers story, especially one where the Transformers are facing death. Sure, to have a robot face death be the entire premise of the series is very intriguing to me.
1: There you go. Sounds good to me. I'm, I'm in interested in that one as well that one seems seems neat because i haven't read any transformers comics i haven't seen any of the cartoons i've seen a couple of the michael bay films and oh boy they are not good Uh, (laughs) but uh yeah i've 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 heard good things about the recent comics like like just this stuff shouldn't be as good as it is like it's that's
0: the stuff i want to cover is I've heard that thing is good. Really? How?
1: Yeah. How is that true?
0: (laughs) How is that even possible? They were just like those Flintstone comics from a couple years ago where everybody was like, why is the Flintstone series so good?
1: Those were good. That was surprisingly like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Sweet. So that is what we will cover for next week. Mm. Transformers, the Wreckers saga. You can get the first part. Of that on Comixology Unlimited, if you like it, I'm sure you can get it elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Melissa, yes. What are you up to, to? Where can they find you on the
0: interwebs? You what can you find gonna... me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkieWit That's W I L K Y W I T.
1: You go, and I am at Yo Kyle Springer uh on both twitter and instagram my instagram has kind of been neglected for months now though so uh but if you guys want updates for this show or any of the other podcasts that we do we are at the whatnots on twitter uh and yeah we will be back next week with episode 64 of the whatnots review show we will see you then adios
0: bye those things are she knows the word podcast and she does that old person thing where she over enunciates every new word podcast facebook twitter <laughs> oh
1: podcast <laughs> extra hard d and extra hard c on that one mm-hmm. podcast <laughs> podcast hello internet welcome to our podcast podcast
0: <laughs> I'm sorry you said extra hard D I know what I said